Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. Howard Lee, he has it! Touchdown, Carolina! And your biggest heartbreaks. 50, Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. Down fleet for the end zone, and he got it! And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. I don't know about y'all, man, but this intro has not gotten old to me yet. I'm just, I still get as hype as the first day that we played it. But welcome back, folks, to the Wesson Walker Show. And it is team week, and you're getting a double dose with the NCSC rivalry renewing itself this weekend at Bank of America Stadium. We're going to bring you the team weeks and break down the Tar Heels and the Gamecocks. And so in the 1 o'clock hour as we begin, we're going to talk about the North Carolina Tar Heels and their recent history. Mac Brown is the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels in his second stint in Chapel Hill. And it's been going pretty well for the most part, I would say. During Brown's fourth season and his return to Chapel Hill, North Carolina won nine games, was the ACC Coastal Division champions, and qualified for the Holiday Bowl, the Tar Heels' fourth consecutive bowl trip. They won nine games for just the second time since Brown's first stint in Chapel Hill, with 2015 being the other season that that happened. It was North Carolina's sixth nine-win season since 1982, with Brown-led teams accounting for five of those. Carolina also produced a big-time turnaround on the road. They went 6-0 and in true road games, the first time in school history that's happened. UNC and TCU were the only schools across the country with six road wins. The six consecutive road wins are currently tied for the second longest active streak in the country. Also, Carolina snapped a four-game losing streak to Virginia. They defeated Miami for the third consecutive season and defeated a top-10 opponent at home for the first time since 2004. And this marked just the second time since Mac Brown's departure in 1997 that North Carolina finished the season in the top 25. So safe to say Mac Brown has been that guy in Chapel Hill. I don't know how many people would agree with you, though, that it was safe to say that. I think so. I think Mac Brown has done a good job of bringing football back to a certain degree, especially after you go, what, a combined three wins in the last two years that you had a combined five wins, I should say, three and nine, two and nine in 2017 and 2018 for Larry Fedora. And then you jump to that seven and six record. And I think this is the tough part because Mac Brown exceeds all expectations in 2019. People didn't have Carolina making a bowl game. And then you go seven and six in 2019 the only losses were within one position, uh, one possession. You win the military bowl that year, and then you're off and rolling. So then the second year of Sam Howe, numbers a little worse, eight less touchdown passes, a little less total yards passing, but not too much right there. And then in 2021, 
Sam Howe gives you the worst season. A lot of that, I think, because the offensive line was worse, but only 24 touchdown passes, nine interceptions, and almost 500 less passing yards altogether in 2021. We can talk about the rushing attack, but I think as soon as Mac Brown gave you that type of season, you expect to be better the next year and even better the year after that. Well, in 2021, it goes six and seven. Last year, you go nine and five, but it was still the bad taste that you have in your mouth because they had a whole month of not winning games. And then they turn in lackluster performance after lackluster performance. As soon as Josh Downs drops that touchdown pass against Georgia Tech, they couldn't write the ship again. So there's always a but when you talk about Mac Brown having what is a very good second tenure and got started right away. No one had them, at least anybody I talked to, not too many people expected Sam Howe to go off the way that he did. 38 touchdown passes your first year? Come on, man. No one expected that. It's only natural for people to expect North Carolina to move up into a different universe, and then it goes 8-4, and 6-7. and seven. Yeah, I, I just wonder what the universal... Is there a universal agreement on Mac Brown? Because he still seems like a pretty polarizing guy, even from Heels fans. Freddie, what do you think about Mac Brown and his success at North Carolina, the season that they had last season, and just the overall uh, recent successes or failures of the program? You know, I think Walker put it best. There's a yeah, but when you talk about Mac Brown, where that was his first time at Carolina, his tenure at Texas, and now his second time here at, at, at UNC, you look at it on the surface. It's really hard to argue with the results. He's taking you to a New Year's Six Bowl game. But there's, to me, there's a caveat with that because it was in the COVID year where you didn't play a true schedule and not every team in the country played a true schedule. You won nine games a year ago, but you were 9-1 and one at one point with home games to Georgia Tech and NC State, and you lost both of them. And so that's, that's the tricky thing. The, the biggest worry for me because I wanted Mac Brown to get the job when they rehired him. I thought he was the right guy. He's the he's the only guy that I think makes the fan base believe without a doubt we can be big time in football because he's gotten us big time in football with his first stint uh at, at, at Carolina. I don't want him to look back and have any regrets. And I think right now like if 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 he were to walk away, I think he would have regrets because I don't think he accomplished as much as he could have so far. Yeah, and so when you look at the recruiting trail as well, some of the players that he's been able to get, flipping a Drake May from an Alabama, flipping a Sam Howell from Florida State uh, the last three seasons, when you go back and you look at uh, starting 2021, they had a top 15 recruiting class according to 24-7 sports. And then the year after that, uh, having the number 11 class. So this is a guy that's definitely been getting it done on the recruiting trail. And I think he brings a great energy to North Carolina. Go ahead. Well, no, I was, I, yeah, I was just going to say with Mac Brown, the next point is when we talk about how polarizing he is. He'll say what's on his mind. You still don't want to take the chance of giving up all that talent that he's able to bring into the university because that that's the school of thought, right? The the old, you know, the the criticism of Mac Brown was he's a great coach to have of your football program until we get to Saturday. <laughs> you don't want him to be the game day coach. But every other time, it's great because he's the nicest dude in the world. Because he makes you feel like you're the only person that matters in the world when he's in your living room recruiting you. And that's what matters to the parents who are about to send their kid off to college. And so Mac Brown does that extremely well. For me, who still pulls for Carolina football above all else? I'm going to pull for them against any other college football program out there. For me, I still want to have that chance with all of the talent. The defense 
for some reason, it just can't catch up to some of the talent that you expect him to recruit on that side. A Grimes that comes in, you can talk about that being the fault of the coaches, the fault of us not necessarily grading him correctly in the first place. But when you have all of this talent and your defense still is towards the bottom of the league each year, then that's a real problem that you need to try to address. And it hasn't really happened. It was the downfall of what you've had the last couple of seasons. But you still want the open door on the talent. So what are we going to do as Carolina fans? What are you going to do as a heel fan? Decide that Mac Brown just isn't doing enough with the talent on the roster and therefore get a new coach or risk getting a new coach and then not have the talent that's on the roster. And that's the tough thing for me. Hey, give me the talent and see if they can just run into New Year's Six Bowl, ACC Championship, and even beyond that. You know, the thing is, it's not even just the talent that he brings. It's Look at the money. Look at all the changes that, that, have, that have come to Keenan Stadium. You know, they're, they're renovating their, their locker room again. They're adding to their facility again. They're going to debut a new LED light show this year, which is going to be among the best in the country. It's going to be lit, you might say. You, you could say mm-hmm. that. Is, is that happening with, with other head coaches? The answer to that question is probably no. And this is like, you know, and this is where you know, Flounder and I really disagree on. Like, this is our best chance. I don't think there are many other coaches that could come to this job and understanding that you're not going to be the first priority on campus. You are going to play second fiddle to the basketball program, and rightfully so. But he can still get the money. He can still get the talent. He's got relationships with coaches around the country. And so that's the biggest reason why I don't want to look back and say, man, what if? And right now, that's what's going to happen because you got to a New Year's Six Bowl game. Guess what? You got beat. You got to an ACC championship game. Guess what? You got ran off the field. I, I, I want to look back at Mac Brown 2.0 and smile about it and not go, what if dot, dot, dot gone differently? Because when you look at the double-digit seasons that they've had as far as wins go, since Dick Crum was roaming the sidelines, they've had four seasons with double-digit wins, and three of those came from Mac Brown. I mean, Mac Brown, as I said, has been the man for North Carolina. But, yeah, you do want to see, especially last season, the way they started the year, you hated to see the way that they faltered down the stretch. I mean, this was a program that you looked at and you were like, man, what are the possibilities? Could they creep in uh, to a, a, a big, big bowl game? When you talk New Year Six, uh, outside of the loss to Notre Dame, other than that, they go on a roll, and then they lose games that a lot of people looked at and said that they weren't supposed to lose those football games. Like Georgia Tech, I remember watching that game, and I was sitting there like, okay, this is an anomaly as far as what the end yeah. result was. But when the game started, I'm like, okay, Carolina, take care of business. Even when they started slow, you're thinking that they're going to run a rough shot over Georgia Tech. And then NC State as well. You're thinking, okay, Carolina, they lost last week. They'll be angry. They'll come out and take care of business, lose that game in double overtime before going to Clemson to take on, I mean, before going to Charlotte and taking on the Clemson Tigers. Because you remember when we talked about that, we were saying that this had, that ACC championship game had the ability to be maybe the biggest one ever if Carolina takes care of their business down yeah. the stretch. You were looking at a top 10 matchup with all of the the sexiness of the quarterbacks and, and, and the teams playing and the brands and all of that stuff. And with Drake May possibly even having a trip to New York in the works. And then it all just fell apart down the stretch. Think about how much, think about how deflated that felt. You are talking about the highest of highs that you could really experience. The chance to beat Clemson in Charlotte for the ACC championship. 
the possibility that Drake May is in real contention for a Heisman Trophy because I went over those stats. I remember it at the auto show when we were out there on remote. He was on pretty crazy territory. You're discussing among the best QBs we've seen in college football history and then anybody in a Mike Leach system that were amassing the kind of yardage that Drake May was going with. Drake May was going to be the first outside of a couple Clemson guys and then the Mike Leach QBs to have that kind of yardage. And then it all just came crashing down because he wasn't rushing for nearly as much. He wasn't throwing for nearly as much. They weren't winning football games anymore. And so it was a real letdown at the end of the season. A couple of points I want to make with Mac. The staff, you're always going to want to be very good. Because if we're talking about, of course, duh, right, for any college football program, but especially for a guy like Mac. Because he's a CEO type of guy. Exactly. So is Chip Lindsey going to be able to get the job done with Drake May, the best QB that you've ever had in your school's history? Maybe Sam Howe more accomplished, but as far as just a pure talent standpoint, going to be hard to argue with Drake May. So you want your staff to be really good, and you finally want somebody to have a defensive coordinator that's able to allow this talent to reach whatever its ceiling is. The other thing is, this is one where maybe Matt can actually pull this one off. Everybody's saying this is going to be the best you ever reach. And I agree with you, Fitty, for the most part. But Mac has showed you that he can even get a better QB than Sam Howe. Crazy to think about. Like, if you were to say Drake May is going to be better than Sam Howe at that time, it was going to be it was going to be hard to buy. Mm. And he did it. So if Mac Brown is still going to be on these sidelines for the next however many years, and he's already done it once. Does he do it again where he gives you a QB that doesn't even have to be as good as Drake May, but can he give you a good QB to the point where, all right, he's shown an ability to replenish at the most important position in all of football, and they're going to give you a shot. Maybe he can do that. If they replenish after Drake May, that will be the second time he's replaced a monumental QB at this university. And if he does, then you're going to start feeling good every single year, just like you do because of this talent that he recruits. All right, so real quick before we go to break, though, what type of grade would you put on Max Tenure thus far in his second stint in Carolina? I'll start it off. I say I give him a B plus. I think as far as just facilities, things that he needed to take care of, got them to an ACC championship game, got them back. Uh, you know, when you talk about the relevancy, whether you talk about social media or him coming out making the comments that he makes, uh, Carolina gets into the news, they get into the consciousness, and he's doing a really good job of recruiting. So I give him a B plus. B plus seems right. The only other one would be B. Would you want to knock it down just a little bit because of the letdowns? You're talking about a six and seven season in 2021. And one and three in bowl games. The the offensive line. I talked myself into it. Give me a B. Give me a B. But you know he. <laughs> that's okay sometimes. But I think that's the grade I'm going to go with. Yeah, what do you? What, what you about got? you, Fitty? Yeah. No, I'm at a B. You know the if if last year ends different, you got double digit wins. Maybe it's a B plus. Maybe even an A minus. You lost at home to NC State with a fourth-string quarterback. My God. <laughs> I'm shocked that it was that high. It's I a, thought with the way Fitty talks, it was going to be Oh, okay. Rough. Look, I'm hard on him because, I mean, like, I remember that introductory press conference, and I thought, by God, we're going to do some big-time things. <laughs> and then I walked out of that stadium when they lost to Georgia Tech. I walked out of many losses under Larry Fedora. That's the most deflated I've ever felt as a UNC football fan. It's a tough one.